welcome to These Days at Home podcast. I am Melissa Johns from the blog HarborHome32.com. I invite you to sit down with me and have a cup of coffee as I share encouragement, relatable life stories, and biblical reflections on These Days at Home. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to These Days at Home podcast. I am Melissa, joined by Dana Romhild. And we are going to be talking today about whole food cooking um, and non-toxic living on a budget. So welcome, Dana. Welcome back. Thank you. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was pretty good. We, um, we hosted this year. Uh, so my, my side of the family, my siblings, parents and grandparents. Um, so it was our first time hosting in our new house, which was fun. Oh. Yeah. We had to give the caveat that, you know, we don't have any trim on our windows or (laughs) we don't even have doors on some of our rooms, but everybody was gracious that our house wasn't finished and it was finished enough to, to host. So that was fun. That's so fun. That's so fun. I really enjoy eating a bunch of Thanksgiving food, which this year I finally let myself have whatever I wanted. (laughs) That has not been the case for me in years prior. And um, I've had to spend a few holidays with asking for special dishes to be made or mm-hmm. one year my sister made me a special like berry pie like crisp thing that was dairy free and gluten free which is really good yeah um, but it just got me thinking that yeah the holidays can be really tricky in eating a restricted diet on a restricted diet or eating um, try just trying to live, you know, a differently, a live a different lifestyle of whole food and non-toxic. Um, so I was wondering how, how do the holidays look for you with your, uh, your diet restrictions? Yeah. Um, in the beginning, like the first year, it was really hard. So I, I started my autoimmune paleo diet in November. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was right before Thanksgiving. And then Christmas, you know, comes so quickly right after. So that first year, I ate almost nothing of what other people had brought, but I just volunteered to bring um, something that I knew I could eat that would have a lot of nutrients for me. Um, It was actually, do you remember when you first started your blog and you had like the, the ebook of the soups? Yeah. So I brought the the Zupa Toscana. If that's how you say it. Oh, yep. Yeah. With the so it had you know meat and potatoes and kale and you know it had all Mm. of this wonderful stuff. Um, and so I just volunteered to share that, and I brought that. Like I brought a big crock pot of it, and that that's what I ate that first um that first holiday. Yeah. And I that first Christmas. You know, Christmas for me was the one that had like all of my special foods that I really oh. like, like lefso is really big for mm. us, you know, grandma's lefso and the pies. And I don't know, those, I tried really hard to like find alternatives, but I never did that first year. Mm. Um, so I did, there is some grief to it. You know, there is some loss yeah. um, for what, what you can't have or not sharing the holidays with people in the same ways. Um, Mm -hmm. But now like we're far enough along where I have a lot of substitutes that I think taste completely normal and 
everybody else seems to think tastes normal. So I was able to eat almost everything we put out this year and everybody else just ate what I ate. Like they had potatoes that didn't have real butter in it. We had other oils and stuff that we use or, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it just, we're far enough along now that I feel like the food we're eating tastes normal. Yeah. <laughs> or tastes good enough that other people are willing to to try that as an additional thing. And there's still things that I I don't eat, but I, I don't miss them as much anymore because I'm so full of good food that I really like mm-hmm. that it's not as difficult anymore. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's so true. After after a certain amount of time your taste buds really adjust and yeah. you yeah, you feel so good on a certain kind of, you know, diet or lifestyle that you don't really want to go back or don't really care to (laughs) venture, venture back just for the sake of like, Oh, just, you know, just because, or, you know, whatever. Especially because I'll feel terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's real consequences. (laughs) Right. Like I could push myself into a relapse if I really ate things that I shouldn't for Mm -hmm. an extended period of time. And so, yeah, I I have no desire to go back to bed for six months. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, skip yeah. the cookies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, yeah. I just thought of something. Do you, since you don't do dairy, do you use uh, ghee clarified butter at all? Or I can you- do ghee. Okay. Um, to be totally honest, I don't love the taste of ghee. Okay, I, okay. I feel like it tastes like butter that's just been sitting out (laughs) (laughs) but I so when I do use ghee I I often I'll add like herbs or salts to it um and then you just taste the herbs and not Mm -hmm. so much of the ghee like an herbal spread um but I can do ghee yeah 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 that's yeah I I don't really I only do ghee for a little while because it's so dang expensive it is yeah ridiculous to even try and it, yeah it wasn't quite like butter so it, I didn't right. really feel like I was getting what I wanted which was butter <laughs> right right it's not like that like, oh real butter has such a sweet taste to it, mm-hmm. it yeah it's it's delicious yes but mm-hmm. <laughs> just can't do it yeah, <laughs> yeah that, well that's a great I great idea and tip to um to bring it like offer to offer to bring something that you know you can eat and then just plan on that being the majority of what you of what you eat um that's a really good idea and yeah that soup is fantastic I mean I I I we have dairy now but um you know I still make it with a coconut coconut milk because I just Mm -hmm. like it so much and it's it's just it is so good and people that aren't even if, even if they're not gluten free or dairy free, like they would have no idea. It it just it tastes oh, so yeah. good, you know. Um, yeah, my kids eat it. They, yeah, mm-hmm. they have no idea. And yeah, it's so good. And I, I think even if you are, you can have dairy. I think it's good to um, have different types of fats that we're yeah. eating. You know, like have using different cooking oils, using different fats. Um, yeah, it's good to have that variety. So yeah. Uh, speaking of that, so I'm reading. I'm reading the book Nourishing Traditions. I think I mentioned mm. that maybe in our last episode about a resource to check out. Um, yeah. But I I read what you had said. I think in our first uh, our first episode together, the interview about how um, we should have like a 
I don't know, know what the number was, but like a variety of different foods yeah, in our diet. Like 40 different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this book, they, uh, she was saying something similar, but she had said within the world or like the entire world, there is like 4,000 different things that are like edible and consumable to humans. Wow. And how that, how most like a culture would have maybe like 150 that they're exposed to or like that they rely upon um so it's just so so crazy to me to think about that um, yeah and how yeah she too is just saying how how um, important it is to have like a varied a varied diet um yeah and yeah so yeah it, what you had said made me think of that yeah absolutely yeah I think the the way that our bodies absorb nutrients and the types of nutrients that are in different foods is it's so important for us mm-hmm. to have variety just so we can our bodies can intake all of them yeah 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 it's mm-hmm. so fascinating there's mm-hmm. so much when I start reading I just realize like how much I don't know yes <laughs> I no. feel like I've learned so much like my world has been rocked by this yeah but yet I like I'm reading this book and I'm like is a, it's a very science-based book. And I'm like, like, what did you just say? I have no idea. But <laughs> I like need the people, Cliff Notes version. <laughs> yeah. Well, and people, I mean, people have been studying this, like, you know, dietary sciences or diet. Um, I don't know what the nutritional science Nutritionists. is. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like there's so much science behind it. And if you look into that, that supports a lot of this too. It's not just, you know. Right. That are like, oh, you know, like, no, like there is good like yeah scientific finding to eat to eat a more real like, food yeah it's to eat real food absolutely especially yeah. when you look back at history um and what our ancestors have done so yeah anyway. yeah I think that was probably the biggest mindset shift for me that I think culturally we think that food should be very convenient and should be mm-hmm. ready for me to eat but really historically that's not true it's really only in the last hundred years that we expect our food to be so readily available to us that we can just walk up to it and eat it right but it's really in my opinion the abnormal way to eat now that Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for a couple years I it seems abnormal for me to buy something already made because Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to be a part of making my food mm-hmm. I don't know yeah it's... definitely I mean mm-hmm. um when I first started this too like, I just felt like man I'm in the kitchen all the time and even yeah. today I made I made like a chicken pot pie but I and I made the pie pr- pie crust from scratch and you know the sauce you know I just did everything mm-hmm. and I mean, and then I mix up some sourdough tortillas for a meal later this week, like the dough to rise overnight. Mm-hmm. And like that, those are like two like extra things that I didn't have to do as far as like, yeah, because there's convenient foods out there. But, and then I also made two other meals on top of all of that. Right. I, I was like, man, I feel like today. But then if you mm-hmm. think about, I think, yeah, if you think about it, yeah, even just like 200 years ago or even less than that, 150 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. people, you know, yeah, it was very, very common for someone to have to spend all day cooking and everybody's just food. so that everybody yeah. can have three meals and be, and be satisfied. And that is no small thing. And 
I think as a, you know, as a homemaker now, I, I'm like, oh, like it just feels like so much work. And I'm like, oh, can't, isn't there anything better I can be doing? Or like, you know, right. You know, but it's like, no, like this is a significant thing. And for centuries upon centuries, someone has been cooking or making meals for their family every, like every day, you know, it's just, yeah, it is no small thing to provide three meals a day that are good, nutritious. Like it, it feels that way now because it feels like there's so many other things that we could be doing with our time, but it's, This is not true. Right. This is the best thing. I know. I I had to really wrestle with that myself in the beginning. And I just realized, like, I think we're the only ones of God's creatures that thinks that way. Yeah. (laughs) There's no other creature that thinks they shouldn't be preparing or procuring their own food. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, you know, that no, nothing out there. thinks that way but because there's so many other good things we could do with our time but it just for me it came down to I if I can't feed myself good food then I can't do anything else so yeah I have to do this and now I come to realize well, well yeah this really is how at least somebody in our lives needs to be providing Mm-hmm. good food yeah and I absolutely. really think I really think it's more of an American idea than a global idea mm. um, like anytime we had foreign exchange students that we would you know, meet in school or or just in life and that and they would be astounded that somebody wasn't in our homes cooking all of the time because they either their mother or a cook or someone in their life, somebody was at home making real meals. Wow. And so I don't, obviously I haven't met people from all over the world, but it just gives me the idea that I think this is more of an American thing than, than anything else. Just this idea that, I don't have to prepare my food. Somebody else should do that for me. Yes. Or a microwave can do it for me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's probably some of the good ones out there, but just yeah. the concept of. <laughs> right. Right. So the, the fast meal. Yeah. 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 And not to say that I have a microwave and I eat fast food once yeah. in a while. But yeah. For but sure. just the idea that most of the food I need to be involved in. Yes. Or somebody in my home needs yeah. to be involved in. Like, what's the standard? What's the go-to? You know, is it, yeah. is the go-to eating out or is the go-to, go-to you know, a home-cooked meal? Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had heard this one thing on a podcast recently about, um, I think it was about parenting and raising children and how as parents were, um, we're giving our children appetites for uh, good things in life, whether that's reading a good book, mm-hmm. nature, um, music, uh, art, uh, physical activity, mm-hmm. like all these things we're, we're cultivating in our kids so that they have good appetites for them. And he used the analogy of um, giving them appetites for a home cooked meal, you know, like mm-hmm. giving them that appetite for like that's what's normal like going out to eat and all these convenient foods that's not good and healthy a good home-cooked meal like to have an appetite for that instead of just convenience um oh that's beautiful I just really liked that yeah 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 I mean 
this is kind of going off topic, but Tony and I's philosophy is if we don't shape our kids, somebody will, the world will, yeah. the yeah. culture will, so, something will. If you just take mm-hmm. a back seat, like the world will gladly educate your child on lots of things. Oh, yes. They'll fill out of all the ideas. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, yeah. yeah, just to be a, like, yeah, an involved parent and your kids and their va- values and virtues. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. When we, set out to start homeschooling and I was sitting down to list out like why are we doing this so I had something <laughs> to play no one I wanted to give up and and one of our whys is to love what is lovely hmm. and I think it goes across you know all genres of what what we're trying to do including our food like let's love lovely food Mm -hmm. food that brings us life and and fills our home and our bodies so that we can go out and do other amazing things oh yes love what is lovely yeah i feel like that's biblical i wish it was in the bible i couldn't tell you if it is I think, or um, like fixing your mind on what is true and what is, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, like the, mm-hmm. the verse in Philippians, I think it's four, four, eight, you know, whatever is good, whatever is beautiful, whatever is yes. true, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, like think on these things. Oh, that yeah. was great. You really you got, you nailed that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's, there's a lot of verses stuck away in this head, and I don't know how that's to pull them good. out. Sometimes they good. just come out. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, that was a really good unplanned conversation. (laughs) There, (laughs) that was the intro. That was the intro. (laughs) Twenty minutes in, everybody. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh, this this has the makings of a good podcast when we get to have a lot of good, good quality content without planning it. There you go. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well. Okay. So. Quickly, as like maybe now that we're twenty minutes in, I'll just do like a little bit of a, a break with an ad, a Alyssa written ad. <laughs> so I'm a reminder. I'm gonna about our giveaway. So uh, I posted it on the Facebook group and then also on my Instagram account. We're doing a giveaway at the end of this season. We are giving away the Cooking for Hormone Balance book by Magdalena. And then also a, a basic bee company candle, which is a hundred percent beeswax, non-toxic candle that has a beautiful fragrance. I'm giving away a Christmas tree one, the Christmas tree scent. It came in the mail the other day and it smells amazing. So to enter the giveaway. You must follow me on Instagram, Harbor Home. Join these days at home podcast. And then you need to also write a written uh, written review on Apple Podcasts. So um, if you go to Apple Podcasts, even if you are a Spotify listener, just click over there and then in the show, scroll all the way down and you'll see the ratings of the show. Go ahead and give us a five star, four star, whatever you feel. And then also leave a little written review. And please do leave your name in that review because that'll be the only way I know who uh, who has written uh, review and then it can enter your name into the drawing for the giveaway so please do go ahead and do that and you'll get some wonderful prizes here in a few episodes um so yeah so today we're going to be talking about the whole foods and non-toxic living on a budget um 
Um, so I'll just say right off the bat, I don't know if Dana, you agree with this, but cooking whole foods does not save you money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I could tell you that. Especially organic. Yeah, yeah. Especially organic. I wish I could tell you that's the case. And when I first started out, I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to do this. I'm going to figure out how to make it the cheapest possible. Well, I feel like I have learned a lot on how to do this mm-hmm. on a, on a, you know, on a dime. Um, but it's not, it's not like you're going to save a ton of money. I think that's actually one of the really big injustices in this world is that healthy food is expensive. Therefore, people that do not have money can't afford to eat healthy. Therefore their health declines, their mental health. Like it's just, it all is, it really like Mm -hmm. hurts my heart when I think about the fact that people that don't have money are only eating box shelf food just horrible so um anyway so it is not the cheap way to live um but i think dana and i have talked about this previously and that's what we're going to talk about today is some ways to make uh, make money stretch do things a little bit more cheaply than you would um yeah just a little bit more cheaply so um Mm -hmm. so yeah i would say um, so cooking from scratch is like another term I use when talking about whole foods. So, um, when I first started, I wasn't doing dairy or gluten. Um, and I kind of had this idea that those things weren't whole foods, but in mm. my research, I think they are, it's just, yeah. they're very, very processed. And so finding like really good, um, you know, the healthy ways to eat those things, but then also right. just the concept of like cooking your food from scratch. So, um, for me, that was, um, learning how to season things that I loved, like, uh, making, I love things like homemade mayos, uh, sauces, salad dressings, even like taco seasoning. Like that is something you can make at home. You don't have to buy the little packet of taco seasoning at the store that has food coloring and lots of sodium and, preservatives in it like you can just grab the spices from your cupboard and make your own so I think and that and that saves you money I mean a packet of taco seasoning is probably like 99 cents but still that's one dollar in your pocket (laughs) right Um, and every time you make tacos I will say your taco seasoning that you have on your blog so Mm -hmm. I made that um oh quite a while ago for my kids yeah and my one child he's like mom this is like restaurant style tacos these are so good <laughs> like, i'll tell Alyssa. <laughs> it's so great oh i'm glad to hear and that. it was they were already like all the ingredients that i had in my cupboard like once you mm-hmm. start cooking in that way you have all of the stuff in your right. cupboard anyways all of those spices so right yeah exactly yeah yep and um yeah i think doing that you know, kind of can reduce waste too. Like for example, mm-hmm. making a homemade mayo, it's a v- much smaller amount than you would buy at the store. But I mean, let's be honest, usually you use a little bit of mayo and it sits in your, in your, unless you're eating like a deli sandwich with mayo every day, like your, the mayo sits in your fridge for a next time. And so it takes mm-hmm. up like space and money that's just sitting in your fridge. Whereas like making a little homemade mayo with an egg, a little oil, some mustard, like it's nothing. Um, it's yeah. It just, it saves a little bit of money too. Um, and so another thing that cooking from scratch is I, I really loved finding the things that I really love to eat, but making them from home. So um, I think that's kind of what I mean with this whole, 
concept here of like cooking from scratch, um, try to make your own snack food, um, like granola, potato fries, uh, sourdough crackers or, um, ice cream. I, there's a dairy free ice cream I really like. And I've, I think it, I wanted to do like a homemade, uh, ice cream this last summer that I, ne- I never ended up doing that, but anyway, like oatmeal cookies, like even cookies are when made from home can, they can be all, um, altered to be a little bit more healthier, like a little more healthier. <laughs> that didn't make sense. <laughs> healthier, <laughs> you know, like le- you can add less sugar or you can use, um, yeah, like a gluten-free like oatmeal or a different flour that you might, you might like, um, coconut flour. I know you can use to make cookies or I don't know, different mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so that was one of mine. Um, and then I think just in general too, like when you are eating, when you're eating f- full healthy meals, like if you like truly are relying on your meals, your nutrition, not that you can't like eat, th- you know, all times throughout the day, but if that's like your focus, then you're more sati- uh, satiated, you know, you've got all really good and fats and fibers and things in there to make, yeah, just like fill up your nutrients so that you rely less on snacking. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not craving as much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not having these cravings because mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, like right now we have almost no snack food in our cupboard because I'm really trying to get my <laughs> toddler to just eat his meal. <laughs> and not eat anything else because he just oh it's just I mean toddlers it's just the way they are but it's just it's yeah. you know anyway very frustrating when I make a whole chicken pot pie from scratch and he doesn't even touch it mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> yep. anyway um so but I mean when I think about like snack food like if we we buy okay granola for example my husband loves granola I like it too mm-hmm. Tony or Patrick likes it also buy one thing of like $8 granola. It is gone in a few hours of entering our home. Like it is not a cheap thing to buy snack food and then have everyone just destroy it in a matter of 24 hours. So in some, not that, but I just think if you're spending a lot of money in that snack food category, that is one way you could usually just shift your budget a little bit to eat, eating more meat at, on like every meal or mm-hmm. snacking on meat instead of snacking on, on the junk food. That's not going to fill you up. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dana, why don't, why don't you go on a few? Yeah, numbers? sure. Um, yeah, I would agree. Like just when in doubt, make it ourselves. I think our, our commodity is time. That if mm-hmm. we're if we're not going to save on money, then we're going to need to sacrifice our time. Um, I, I, maybe sacrifice is the wrong word, but just just that is where our priority will need to be. Yeah. Um, Reallocate and, time. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, and for us, we buy a lot in bulk. Um, so buying like meats in bulk, I think I talked about that in mm-hmm. one of the episodes. Um, and just buying raw ingredients in bulk, you ha- then you have the ingredients for a lot of different things. Um, mm-hmm. Like, for example, if you just have like bread, water, salt, and that type of fat, then you have bread, rolls, pancakes, waffles, biscuits, the- 
uh, pie press, all of those things. And you can not buy all of them individually, but just have all of those ingredients in your home. Or for oatmeal, you can do raw oatmeal or oatmeal bakes, oatmeal cookies. You can make your own oatmeal. Just buying raw ingredients and having all of them in your home means you have a lot of meals already in your home mm-hmm. um, before we before we go to the store. Yeah. Um, and we do a lot of meal planning, or I do. Um, mm-hmm. And I've done it different ways over the years. Um, like seasonally, I find myself rotating through about two weeks worth of different meals. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, you already know the recipes, you already know what you need. It's not as much of a mental capacity to, to plan all of the meals or look up new recipes. If I just have like a two week rotation, then, you know, you're only eating the same thing twice a month versus Mm -hmm. eating the same things every week. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like to look at before I go to the grocery store and I make my meal plan, looking at what's already in my cupboards and listing all of the meals that I can make, um, out of what's already there. Most of the time I I don't even need to go to the store (laughs) because we have have this stuff here and I just, you know, it's okay to have breakfast for dinner. Oh yeah. You know, like just whatever meals there are, if they're nutritious and they're here, then, then that's what we'll eat. Um, and when I, when I meal plan, like we try to go to only go to the grocery store once a week, um, at most. And I just plan whatever day I'm going to the grocery store. When I get home, that's when I'm going to process the food. So like Mm. cutting up the lettuce or cutting up the pineapple, divining the grapes, washing all the produce or whatever needs to happen so that when I go to my fridge or my kids go to the fridge or the pantry it is ready to eat that it it feels convenient even though we did the work of making it convenient right um but it's just all lumped in like we bring the groceries home and everybody processes the food and then it's ready for everybody that's my kids eat a lot of the food right there while they're processing it (laughs) yeah that's so great a great idea Yeah, because it does save so much time. And yeah. I mean, when you're in a really big, a big pinch, or it makes it convenient, you know, like when you're in a big pinch, I know I've been at the store and I see, like I have a soup on the menu and I see the pre-chopped celery, onions, carrots that's sitting in a little yeah. container and I'm like, oh, it's already done for me. But it's mm-hmm. marked up so high. They could charge you so yeah. much for that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Even like Go ahead. Oh, even like shredded cheese, like it, the blocks are cheaper than the shredded cheese. You're going right. to like just shred your own cheese and that saves you about a dollar or so, you know, like if it you're does. willing to do just a little bit of work, it's, there's ways that you can save money even in those and ways. Is. And even nutritionally, you know, the things that are already cut up and packaged, they lose a lot of their nutrients when we, once we process them. Um, Mm -hmm. or even like shredded cheese, we add sawdust to our shredded cheese so it doesn't clump, you know, just nutritionally, even Mm -hmm. small things like that 
that are only processed maybe one step for us, we lose that nutrition already. Uh, So, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Um, This is, sorry, I read a book recently and not going to tell you the whole story, but anyway, she had a cleaning, a cleaning like schedule in her in her like for the week and each day had a name and Sunday was shop and shop yeah that is what we should <laughs> yeah, that's great that's good I yeah. Love it. um yeah. yeah that was one of my other ones was like to not buy pre-cut produce uh, there's just a huge mm-hmm. market for it um in the yeah. store so saving money mm-hmm. that way um mm-hmm. when it comes to um I've talked to a few different people and when, when it comes to cooking whole chickens, oh yeah, some people like it and some people don't. I, I, not that I never buy any other cuts of meat, but like a whole chicken is like my go-to mm-hmm. because you get two breasts, two thighs, two legs, two drumsticks and two wings. So that's a lot of meat. And then you get all the bones and you, if you save them, make a bone broth, you it clicked with me a, like a few years ago that that's basically basically a free meal uh if you use that bone broth to make like a big pot of soup like that's like a lot of more free meals out of that one chicken um mm-hmm. so i think that's a huge way to save money um now if you're if you're someone that doesn't want to cook whole chicken you know then i mean yeah obviously getting the different cuts it makes it easier to make things like like a stir fry or, you know, like, I don't know, just eating chicken in different ways. If you don't want to eat just the the chicken meat, mm-hmm. often what I'll do is make a whole chicken and then shred that chicken up for like a chicken salad, like a homemade chicken salad or um, to have in like chicken tacos or just like a deli, deli sandwich or, I mean, Yeah, we do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And my kids have realized once I pull out the whole chicken, like, oh, we got like three days of chicken coming. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be, we'll have the whole chicken and then we'll have it. And like, yeah, like some sort of leftover or remade thing, like a chili, a chicken chili or something. And then it'll be the soup. Yeah. (laughs) They know the drill. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's just, it's so, it's so so nice now okay with the ages and amount of kids in your family are you at a point where you're making having to make two chickens at once to feed everybody not yet oh really not okay yet we um we can squeak it through with one chicken okay um so far okay <laughs> i think i think the gap is rapidly closing yeah yeah <laughs> i was gonna say because tony and i i mean if we make a chicken on in a few days if we yep. just eat the meat you know so I yeah you've got three hungry boys and then your yeah. hubby too right yeah we'll make it it'll make two meals out of the meat for our whole right. family and then the the bone broth uh, you know then I'm using other meats and whatever soup that I'm making mm-hmm. um, unless I decided to do like a chicken noodle soup then yeah then it gets double but uh, yeah yeah, we'll we'll get two full meals out of one chicken um from the meat side of it yeah nice Mm -hmm. nice um 
Yeah, I think those are mainly my tips. I think you have a few uh, that I I agree with as well. So why don't you go ahead and share the rest? Yeah, of sure. Um, so when when I meal planning, I always end up with a day in the week that everything went terrible, and I just need a fallback. And so mm. I try to pre-plan to know that I need a fallback option, and those are my freezer meals. <laughs> yeah. So. If I, at least every other week or so, I'll just double a recipe and freeze half of it so that the next time my day has gone awry or we all got sick or, I don't know, somebody showed up for company and we needed more, then we pulled out the freezer meal. Because it, in that respect, it saves a lot by not eating out. Mm-hmm. is that used to be my fallback like oh we'll just order in or we'll eat out and it was okay when we had really little kids who you know would mm-hmm. share a kid's meal but right. now like we have four of us eat off the adult menu it can it's so expensive for us to eat out yeah. and so just saving that and reallocating it towards our grocery budget it just really helps to have freezer meals or just go-to meals in the pantry that I know um, anybody could cook and Mm -hmm. and are easy to make. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. When we're traveling, I, I, we almost exclusively do Airbnbs now, or we do a hotel that has a little kitchen in it. Mm-hmm. Um, because then we're not eating out on the road and we're at the point now where I prefer not to eat out just because then I don't have the mental capacity of having to look at the menus of every single place that we're going to go if we're traveling. Yeah. Um, and so that saves a lot of money too, not eating out when you're traveling. Not that mm-hmm. we don't ever, but just when we travel, we pick places with a kitchen now so that we have more options. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, some. So in the past, I have tried those um, produce boxes that you can get, like Misfits Market. Yeah. Think of other. There's a couple of companies. Imperfect that Produce. Yeah, yeah, Imperfect Foods. Um, and those are good. I in comparing prices with our local our local products it we did save when we were choosing organic produce it was about the same when it yeah. came to um conventional food um but you did say we did save the trip to the store mm-hmm. which then saves impulse buying and craving foods and that yes. sort of thing yeah um, so those are an option. I, I don't use those anymore, um, mostly because we really upped our gardening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just have stockpiles of our own uh, produce in our freezers and our and in our, um, our root cellar at this point. Uh, but those were a good service when I lived in town and my garden was, was really small. Right. And um, with those boxes too, if you're someone that you know, like if let's say you just have the produce in your fridge and so then you feel more obligated to eat it. Like that's another right. like just getting the some produce sent to your house with it that you don't have to pick out can be kind of like a motivator to like, okay, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna eat this. You know, right. if you don't want things to go to waste. Um 
that was yeah one of the other perks for me was like okay I got to figure out how to eat this thing um Mm -hmm. and then it makes another meal (laughs) yeah yeah right yeah yeah sometimes those that produce like because they're the misfits like they're if you don't know what we're talking about like grocery stores will only accept the best of the best from the farmers and so if you've ever gardened before you know that sometimes you get a really weird looking carrot sometimes you get a really small (laughs) avocado or you know whatever all of them are weird looking (laughs) i know two-pronged it's really strange yeah um and so anyway like there are those things that they would normally go to waste while there's these companies like imperfect produce and misfit markets that say hey don't let that go to waste we'll sell them to people who don't care what they look like um and they'll you know they'll still get used so that's kind of what it is and sometimes so like price wise sometimes you know maybe like a lot of really small apples and other things and you're like man this was maybe not worth the amount of money that I spent on really small produce (laughs) Mm -hmm. but still still a really fun thing to do yeah if you like the convenience of getting it mailed to you and helping out to reduce waste in the world like that's all good stuff yeah there's a lot of pros and cons to it Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and even on that note like just like because it's already in your fridge you're motivated to eat it um like just loving leftovers Mm -hmm. it it makes a big difference um Mm -hmm. I'd say at least once a week we have a leftovers meal where I just throw all the food on the table and and that's what we eat like we just yeah the kids know how to to reheat their own foods and I just say it's leftovers night and just learning to love that and Mm -hmm. and um really focus on not wasting what you've already put so much hard work into making yeah Um, will save save your mind and your pocketbook (laughs) yes yes I know we uh we do a little bit of meal planning too and I always just until recently I had always put a leftovers meal like for dinner one night a week because we would Mm -hmm. inevitably have some now that the twins are eating a lot more we actually don't have that many leftovers I'm like okay I gotta up my cooking but um also because we don't have a microwave we when we Mm -hmm. reheat things on the skillet what do you gotta do you gotta add a lot of butter so sometimes leftovers (laughs) is even better than it was the day before (laughs) yes that's so true oh, it can be really good re- refried the skillet yeah a little yeah. coconut oh, oil olive cute. oil whatever <laughs> it makes everything taste better it does it really does yeah yeah mm. I will say so like so we homeschool so we're home all the time and we've got teenage mm-hmm. boys like we eat a lot of food and mm-hmm. I I don't love cooking three separate meals a day mm-hmm. and so we typically I'll cook breakfast and I'll cook dinner but lunch is leftovers it's almost always leftovers or my go-to is a stir fry from whatever was meat and vegetables were left over from the evening before or like a big batch of soup on a Monday and then I eat soup for lunch all week yeah that's a <laughs> great tip is it even with homeschooling, there you'll have activities out and about during the day, some days in the week for co-ops and stuff. And um, like, or I'm typically home to make 
breakfast and dinner, but we're not always home for lunch. And so mm-hmm. just having those leftovers or having a soup that you just take with you, it, yeah, it uses up another meal. Yeah, definitely. I know mm-hmm. we, with, with Tony working from home too, I've, you know, I've, I have to account for as well. And we usually uh, try to eat t- together as a family. It doesn't always work, of course, but mm-hmm. um, I was just saying, okay, like I will always have things in the fridge for a deli, uh, like a deli yeah. sandwich, you know, like I'd, I'd make bread, I'd make sure there's a meat of some kind and yeah, that was enough for him and enough for me to just, you know, whip something up because I don't, I too don't love trying to figure out what to cook in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, there's so many things going on already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for breakfast too, if you have leftovers, I think whole foods in the morning, if you're not, especially if you're not doing um, like eggs or bread um, and then you're, you know, you can't feel or, you know, just all that stuff. It can, it can be like, what am I going to eat for breakfast? Yeah. You know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, Dana. I know you're currently not eating. Right. Eggs yeah. or, and I still don't do grains at breakfast. Yeah. Um, yeah. We yeah do so all what's the typical breakfast for you, you and your family? Yeah. Um, so my go-to is turkey sausage and some sort of sweet potato hash. Oh, yum. <laughs> so hey, absolutely. Potatoes for breakfast. Yeah. Um, so like uh, sweet potato with onion and garlic, or I really like this time of year, sweet potatoes with uh, apples, like fried apples with cinnamon. Oh, it's such a good breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It is yeah, so good. Those are my go-tos. Or my other go-to is um, avocado with some sort of citrus and then some sort of sausage, either turkey sausage or or uh, pork sausage. Um, so to me, an avocado cut up with some sort of citrus food like a, like a tangerine or a orange or grapefruit or something in that family Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, the avocado tastes lovely and mm-hmm. you have your healthy fats and your carbs and the little bit of sugars to get your day going and the mm-hmm. protein from meats. And yeah, it really sets yeah. you up well to yeah. start this that way. Yeah, that sounds so amazing. So mm-hmm. delicious. When I, when I was um, trying to figure all this stuff out, I uh, I had realized that I could also just take whatever I had made for dinner the night before and like add eggs. <laughs> Obviously, oh, yeah. not with everything, but like that is sweet potato hash, especially. I've got a recipe for that on my blog. And uh, in the morning, it is a gr- like if you make it the night before for dinner and you have leftovers, you put a little mm-hmm. egg, like a runny egg on top of that. Oh, is it tasty? Yeah, oh, and you so feel like good. you're starting your day like mm-hmm. a queen. I'm elevated. It's an elevated morning. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well, yeah. I think between what we shared here and then our other episodes and my earlier one of my first episodes um, of the podcast I had with my friend Aaron Munseth, and uh, we talked about um talked about uh, whole food cooking on a budget. I think between all of those things, we've got a pretty good breadth of tips here for you. Mm-hmm. Um, hope you guys have, yeah, taken some things away and can feel a little more confident to uh, give this a try or just more tools in your, in your tool belt to know how to live um, 
yeah, in this way on um, on a budget. I, I thought it might be good for us to mention where we shop, where we shop for our foods. Dana lives in Wisconsin. I'm in Minnesota. Um, so I, I mainly shop at Aldi, Costco, and then uh, there's a company called Azure Standard that is not specific to Minnesota. It's a national company. And they actually do a, like a drop location. They don't have a storefront. So I order oh. online and then they like once a month, it's a once a month thing. They'll come with a big old semi and to this predetermined location, they open up their gates and we just grab like crazy. Wow. Uh, but it's, they've got, they're like a really, they've got really high standards for, um, like clean ingredients, organic, non-GMO. Um, you can buy lots, like buy, buy lots of stuff in bulk. So I get our honey, our grains. I have a flour mill. Yes, I know I'm a geek. I've got a flour mill, so I buy <laughs> whole wheat berries from there to grind our own flour. Um, but I mean, like anything you can think of, you you can buy from them. Even like cleaning products and stuff like that. So plug for oh, Azure cool. if anyone's interested in that and. Most likely there's a drop in your location, but if there's not, if you become a coordinator, they will come to you. So cool. Um, yeah. I'm going to try that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really enjoy them. Um, yeah. We, uh, we also shop at Aldi. Um, I used to only shop at Aldi uh, for a long time because it's way less decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Aldi. Uh, so they're good. Uh, when I had to switch, uh, to my really restricted diet though, uh, when I, especially grain free, it didn't feel like they had a lot of options, uh, Mm. for me. And so, um, I mostly shop at Woodman's, which is a Wisconsin, I think they have a couple in Illinois, but it's a Wisconsin only, um, chain, but they're really good. They, I can buy a lot of things in bulk. Um, and they have like three or four whole natural food aisles. Um, but which, so I can also buy like natural food, um, in bulk as well. And so, yeah, they're, and they're very reasonably priced. They have good sales and, uh, yeah, we really enjoy that option. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, have you been to Aldi recently? I haven't actually, but they're building one right next to where my husband works. So I'm certain he will be there a lot. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and so, um, they actually now they have a lot more in the grain free, uh, categories. Oh, okay. I, I mean, not like, you know, extensively by any means, but like, especially in the, in the snacky world, they definitely have some really great grain free, um, just really, yeah, really good clean stuff that I, I ate when I was on my most extreme um, restrictions. So oh, um, good definitely, definitely check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Have to go back. Oh, they, they <laughs> still, to this, at least the ones I've been to, they still don't have whole wheat flour. They only have um, all purpose bleached flour. Yeah. Yeah. Flour. But yeah. anyway, yes, all the, yeah, still, still good. Organic, yeah. especially for produce is really, uh, um, reasonable. Really? Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just as a, um, as far as like, we've talked a lot about food today, but non-toxic living, like a lot of the other stuff we talked about last episode, um, with like cosmetics and cleaners and household products, 
all of that too can be a little overwhelming when it comes to budget things. So um, as a reminder, we shared a few of my DIYs that I have in my blog that over the other ones that are just out there too um, with like cosmetics. Um, Dana shared a few of her DIYs like the um, the dry shampoos, the deodorant. Um, mm-hmm. Just there's a lot of DIY kind of stuff that you can you can do in that in that realm. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned making your own candles. Like you can actually buy beeswax mm-hmm. um, and you get jars and wicks online just on Amazon and then you can take essential oils to uh, uh, flavor them or scent them. Um, so that's yeah. another thing you can do too. Did you think of any other random things that we didn't talk about already, Dina? Um, well, DIY just along the same vein of DIY, I just think, and maybe it's just the personality that my husband and I are, but we really try and do a lot of things ourselves so mm-hmm. that we can spend our money on the way we want to live our life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've gone way down that road, like we're finishing our own house and they, all of that kind of stuff. But even yeah. small things like doing your own lawn care, cleaning your own home, doing simple home improvement things or simple mm-hmm. um, things on your own vehicles or your lawnmowers, I, just all of those little things add up to so much mm-hmm. that we can yeah. reallocate towards how we really want to live our lives Um, so even if you can't find foods or or products that are less expensive trying to to figure out how to do things on our own in other areas can can free up a lot of that budget to Mm -hmm. to make room for what is most important for our bodies yeah definitely yeah yeah yep we are we are a DIY generation, I think. Yeah. I, I really do. Like, I, and I don't know if that's because we all kind of came of age um, during the recession in like the early, yeah, you know, early, like, to, I don't know, I graduated high school in 2007 and 2008 is when the housing market crashed. Um, right. And then my whole college, it was like, yeah, bad economy. And then I left college and I, there was like no jobs available. Right. So yeah, yeah. I mean, just kind of all in this like coming of age where it's like, we all have been kind of in that, that, that pinch. And I actually think it's still mm-hmm. talked about like our generation is having a harder time keeping up um, than anyone else before us and, and now after us too. Right. Um, I would agree. It, we, so I graduated college in 08. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. There was nothing. Yeah. There was nothing. Like I went to work for Goodwill and mm-hmm. in the uh oh, it's like the American version of the Peace Corps. Yeah. Because there was just nothing. And so yeah, we lived on food stamps. We lived on very little. We did and we yeah, we just had to do a lot of things ourselves, mm-hmm. even in the very beginning. So yeah, yeah, it is a cultural shift for our generation. Yeah, it really is. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think about my um, my grandma who uh, lived through the Great Depression. Um, mm-hmm. She was kind of coming of age around that time. Or maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit younger than that. But still, I mean, she carried those skills with her the rest of her life. Like my aunts and uncles <laughs> still talk about uh, re- like toasting Cheerios in the oven after they've gone stale so that you can still eat them. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just like you just learn 
Yeah, we I have know. Life. You just learn. Yeah, you just yeah. learn how to how to not survive, but just yeah, how to how to make things work in uh, innovation. I can't think of the right term. Um, yeah. No, I agree. And I think like long term, it sets itself for other options. Like I, I look at our life now and the home and the land and where we are. None of that would have been an option if we had paid for everything to be done from the time that, you know, we hit the workforce. So, um, yeah, I just think they're life skills that that set you up for healthy living. Mm-hmm. Um, like even doing everything yourself you have such an authentic movement to your life too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not stationary. You don't have a sedentary job. I'm moving all day long. Yeah. And so that's partly why I don't add in extra exercise because mm-hmm. I'm moving and lifting and pushing and just every, it's a very authentic way to live to yeah. make your own food, care for your own home, mm-hmm. care for your bodies and just really genuine ways Mm -hmm. yeah I like that word authentic because then that kind of like ekes into your relationships I would imagine you know it's like yeah yeah you're doing all this yourself like after a while you just can't pretend to be in somebody you're not yeah it's like yep this is my life I have my own flower mill think yep 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 (laughs) (laughs) can't hide that anymore I'm a hippie and I'm a hippie (laughs) yes uh, so great yeah, yeah. It's, it's and you true. find your people you find yeah. your people that way when you just let yourself be yourself mm-hmm. and say yeah I really geek out about looking up soap recipes you mm-hmm. want to see them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> want to come and make them with me yeah yep. make real good friends that way <laughs> yeah absolutely yes it's so true it's so true oh, it's so good all right, good. Well, um, yeah, thank you, Dana, for joining me and this yeah. season. It's been so fun. And we've got a few more episodes coming your way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned next week for our next release. Um, and, and sign up for the giveaway. Yes, sign up for the giveaway. Um, yeah, go check us out on the socials and leave a review on Apple Podcast, a written. Don't forget. all right well thank you everybody we'll talk to you next week all right bye bye Bye. thanks for tuning in for daily interactions and more inspiration find me on the socials at harbor home 32 or my blog harborhome32.com talk with you next time bye